This episode brought to you by the Infrared Spectrophotometer. I don't know what it does, but it sounds like a cool thing. How much? A hundred bucks? tomorrow today today this is futuramapedia he's mike and i'm steve it's actually the other way around uh i'm steve and i'm steve and this is episode 23 of our podcast 24 24 we just looked it up, we just looked it up that was, and i my already guess, forgot my guess was 23 but we but i it confirmed it's 24 and there's so much more yeah so, so we have to do something special for episode 25 then yeah, we actually have to record it still. <laughs> this is true. And think of something. That's good. the special part. We'll think of something. But um, so we're covering the luck of the Friarish today. Yeah, this was uh, this was a Twitter suggestion from three years ago that we're finally getting back to. We're sure on the ball. Yeah. Uh, I, you know what? I can't remember who uh, who requested it. It was me. No, there was a Twitter user. We we did a call out in uh, in one of our previous episodes saying, you know, what episode do you want us to cover? And someone suggested Luck of the Friarish. Great. And I I it's too old, such an old notification that I it would take me too long to look it up. That's great show planning yeah. there, Steve. I, I so forgot I, about it. Somewhere. So I guess we can put it out there for the next request of the episode. You'll get it in 20, uh, 2020. 2020. <laughs> when my credit card expires. Yeah. Hold on. Had, had we not... Did we just ask and forgot about it? No, we just asked and stopped recording. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back. All right, so Luck of the Friarish. And yeah. uh, well, uh, well, you want to give the... Oh, hang, hang mm-hmm. on, hang on. I think we're forgetting a few things. So last episode we recorded before the Futurama game came out. Oh, yes. Now it's out and available wide uh, country... no, or In all countries. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Worldwide. Worldwide. Thank you. I uh, wonder so how many downloads it has. Uh, that's some show prep I didn't do. So I, uh, it, it is pretty much the game that you wanted, isn't it? Um, like it's basically uh, Futurama tapped out. Futurama tapped out, that's right. I, um, and to be honest, I haven't been playing it that much. No, I haven't played it in a long time. I keep getting notifications telling me about uh, the, some, the, yeah. Yeah, people are in New New York. One million downloads. Wow, that's it's good. it's uh yeah it's funny because we were so excited about it, its release and now I barely play it. It's because it's it is like tapped out, but it I find it's a little bit more intense with the waiting and the yeah it, that's what I, I think I wrote a review to you I think I can't remember when it was but I I basically said it was it just like it's it's definitely a pay to pay to play game like a very and the waiting is way too long. Yeah, so, and, and I said that I would pay to play it. Have you? Before. I, I re-listened to our podcast, and, and I was like, <laughs> oh, I did say I would pay. I will. I will. I, you know, I think it's probably a game where it, it, because of the original content that they're putting into it, that they are, uh, that it would be worth the paid content. I just don't pay for games generally. Fair enough. And you know what? The, um, 
the action involved, you know, with the, you know, 8-bit yeah. characters or whatever, that is really good. That was fun. I, you know what? If they it did a fun. separate game, <laughs> if they did a separate game with just that, I think I would play that That's a lot more. That's a good idea. Because I have been playing the Stranger Things game. I was just showing you before yeah. we recorded. That game is a ton of fun. It's really well designed. I wish I wish we had, like, you know, two Futurama games. One, like... There are two Futurama games. Well... Three then. <laughs> I I don't play that other. You like the other game better. I I I'm gonna say. I'm gonna guess. Yeah, the yeah. Candy Crush game. Um, but yeah, if they did a game like the Tapped Out game, and then also had a separate, um, eight bit arcade, you know, type of game, I think that'd be cool. That's a good idea. If we could just split split that other game off. So they also did. Um, oh, by the way, this is the news segment. I think. Good news, everyone. So they also did um, a podcast or an audio drama, an original script, right? I think. Yeah, is that done? Should yeah, it's it? released. I haven't, I haven't listened to it yet. Okay, maybe we'll cover that for a special twenty fifth yeah. episode. We should do that. I will have, I have a long drive coming up, so uh, I have to listen to it then. It's a perfect time to listen to it. Yeah. Stuck in a car, not going anywhere. I mean, you, you, okay. the car is going somewhere. I am not. Right. So. All right. Should we talk about the... Yeah, let's talk about the episode. So what number is it? What broadcast season? What air date? What do you have there? Okay, I have absolutely none of that. I ha- Well, I have the original air date of March 11th, 2001. Great. Uh, it's from... from I picked up this uh, case at random. Uh, volume volume three, 3, so season 3, disc, disc one. 1. Some kind of broadcast. Uh, episode 3. Hey, this oh, is what four. I... Oh, yeah. This is my turn. Disc one. Uh, the episode synopsis brought to you by 30th Century Fox. 30th Century Fox. Used to be brought by brought to you by Netflix, but this one's not on Netflix. Nope. The luck of the Fryrish. Fry searches the ancient ruins of old New York for his beloved lucky clover, only to conclude that his older brother stole not only the clover, but his life. Hmm. Insert uh, dramatic music here. Dramatic. Sounds like pause. Um. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. What was I gonna say something dramatic? Oh, actually, no. I I I was gonna say, but so this isn't. This is not the first episode featuring old New York, is it? We had old New York in season one, didn't we? Sure. Yeah. Probably. Old uh, Chapa Ubre or whatever. El Chupacabre? That's it. It just seemed like in this episode, uh, I, I thought that they were, it seemed like they were introducing Old New York as if it was the first time. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. But there's some there's some nice little sight jokes involving uh, Old New York that I think we'll get to later. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so why don't we just uh, jump, go through the episode. Jump into it, yeah. yeah. So act one is uh, get your piping hot horse burgers. Get your piping hot horse burgers, horse fries, horse cakes and shakes. We got tongue straight from the horse's mouth. Hmm. It all sounds good. All our horses are 100% horse fed for that double horse juiced in goodness. I'll have the cholesterol free omelet with horse beaters. And you, sir, how can I horse you? I'll have a horse Coke. Horse Pepsi, okay? Nay. Yeah, I forgot that this episode had the horse track jokes in it. There's I, a lot. I didn't, well, I, for some reason I didn't associate uh, the horse track 
scenes with Luck of the Friarish. I kind I just for completely forgot that that was the uh, the framing the, story. Yeah, it was a pretty random jumping point. Yeah, but it's a pretty famous um, set of scenes because I remember one time I read an article about uh, about how Futurama is the smartest show on TV, and they cited that uh, Hermes uh, horse joke or horse Pepsi interaction as like the entire reason. It's like a pretty high up there, like number three or something. <laughs> Like okay. the setup for that entire joke where he just says nay. Yeah. Is, oh, is, is, yeah, is why horse they, horse d'oeuvres. Yeah. yeah, the hor- the uh, horse d'oeuvres. d'oeuvres. Uh, yeah. Horse Vendorf. Pepsi, okay. Nay. But like the the just the the fact that they they had a whole bunch of different like you know horse stuff horses, but the joke was nay. <laughs> I thought the whole, I thought yeah. I thought it was more all horse jokes. I don't think it was just one setup, but it was a good payoff. No, that was a good setup, though. No, like the whole, yeah, the whole horse track was a setup for the for that one joke. Oh, but I thought uh, you meant like the hors d'oeuvre stand. Oh, no, yeah, that's that specific one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so speaking of, you know, number ones, apparently TV.com gave this the number one out of ten. Ten what? I forgot to write it down. Uh, <laughs> was of, it Futurama episodes? Out of 10 things that exist. Out of 10 units. Well, why are you looking at that up? I, I overlooked the part, one of the one of the lines before, that hasn't even spoken. It's at the start of the episode where they have those little captions underneath the logo, broadcast simultaneously one year in the future. <laughs> I don't know why, but that seemed like really funny to me. Um, but uh, what are they number one in? Oh, reception. Uh, it was. Oh, it was number one out of ten of the top Futurama episodes on TV.com. What did I, what did I so see? Number eleven here. Oh, I'm, top twenty-five Futurama episodes. Yeah, number eleven out of twenty-five on IGN out of Futurama episodes. I thought number one out of ten was more, more. Yeah. More good. That is, that is better. Number so, one is better than number eleven. <laughs> So that that summary, uh, that summary that you read, it kind of really didn't uh, go over the the meat of the episode. No, of I course suppose. not. It's not supposed to give it away. <laughs> the horse meat. Yeah. Uh, so why don't we? Uh, th- hang on. What does it say? What does it say in the uh, the thing? What is you discovered. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah. So we're still in when we're in Act One, right? Okay. The horse. The horse tracks. Well, there was a there was a joke that you wanted to talk about, so why don't you talk about? Uh oh yeah yeah right so, um the observer effect is what's referenced to when the professor says uh, you change the outcome by measuring it. Yeah. Which, in a photo quantum photo fitting. Yeah, because they use an electron microscope. And apparently, that is a reference to the observer observer effect, which I wouldn't have known except it was pointed out on the commentary that it's like one of the only instances of quantum physics jokes being done on TV. Um, I copied this straight from Wikipedia. It says, in physics, the Cause, observer... Because Wikipedia is always well, yeah. correct, yeah. The In physics, the observer effect is the fact that simply observing a situation or phenomenon necessarily changes that phenomenon. This is often the result of instruments that, by necessity, alter the state of what they measure in some manner. Um, and they use the... A common example would be checking the pressure in an automobile tire where you have to let out some, yeah. some cause you're changing the air pressure. pressure by measuring it. Yeah. 
So, so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, when you measure it, it's a different pressure after you measure. You know, yeah, okay. you can't measure. You can't accurately measure any like when you measure something, you are changing the outcome. That's yeah. the basics of it. Kind of made me think of the theory of relativity, yeah. where you can't like the only way to to not observe but to compare something is to something else. Yeah, that's true. Um, overall, though, there's there are lots of different jokes in that in that act. Like there was the the ads on the horses. I didn't pick out all of them. Like I, I don't know if you freeze framed at all. No, no. I didn't. I should have. That seems like a natural extension to ads are in everything these days yeah. in sports. But um, what I noted that the centaur race must be brand new because the centaurs had no ads. That's true. <laughs> it's it's not a pro sport yet. Oh, maybe. They just don't have any sponsors. Well, I'm wondering if the... Well, I guess they could just get tattoos. That's true. Um, They're whipping each other. And one uh, of the uh, one of the billboards I saw on the uh, on the side of the track was "Welcome Deadbeat Dads." <laughs> Classic. Ben, when uh, I think one of my favorite parts was when Bender drugs the horses with uh, comatonin. Comatonin, a uh, Star Trek style hyper spray. Yeah, that's right. Comatonin, mm-hmm. just like uh, I've, I've been watching uh, Unbreakable. I don't know if you've seen a Netflix no, show. Okay. It's with the, the new receptionist from the office, the redhead. No? Yes? Anyways, so they, they're they talking about this uh, new drug for kids called Discipline. Or Discipline, and it's basically for, like, ADD. You done with the horses? Yeah, I think so. Except for the horse god. Stomp your hoof once. <laughs> Dear horse god, I know I don't usually pray to you. Sometimes I doubt you even exist. But if you're willing to grant me luck, please stamp your hoof once. So then they they move on to, I think it's a flashback at that point because they're talking about so right. Fry chases his last dollar gets electrocuted and he's talking about how unlucky he is. Yeah, and actually that's what uh, that's what I was going to point out about the episode that it's uh, it goes back and forth between the the past and the present day, i.e. the future. Yes. <laughs> um, so the first flashback is yes to um, Fry's birth. I think, right? Because he uh, yeah. he gets electrocuted on the wires using the rake. I thought it was a flashback to his uh, to them to him finding the playing basketball. No, because they need he need to be born first. Oh, it started with a flashback, didn't it? Damn. It starts with his birth. Does it really? Did we did we skip a? We skipped a whole act. Oops, not Netflix. Yeah, well, I've got the whole the whole story here. Yeah, yeah, it starts oh, yeah. it starts with the the labor of Fry. Right, right, right. So same yeah, act. You know what? We 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 skipped over that. So let's go back to the past. Yeah, like yeah. this is a flashback. I e the past. <laughs> I e the present. Uh, to flashing back to the beginning of the episode when Fry is born. So during uh, Fry's birth, his mother is listening to a baseball game. Yeah. And uh, this is this is what. Uh, uh, tweak my interest because I think they said all that they said at the beginning was uh, it was the bottom of the ninth. So I was like, okay, bottom of the ninth, what? Because it's in old New York, so it's got to be not Blurns Ball. Yeah, it's got to be Yankees or Mets or so. Then they go on to say Mets win. So first of all, what did they win? Was it a regular 
regular baseball game or was it World Series? So found out later, I don't think they say in the episode that it's a World Series, but it is. Is it's apparently Fry's mom's uh, best day of her life. Right. So I was trying to figure out, we were, we were arguing about uh, Fry's birthday. And I think we figured out. Dis- disgusting. 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 I think we figured out his birthday based on when the Mets won the World Series because right. they've only won it in 1969 and 1986. But wait, hold on. They didn't. They didn't say they won the World Series in that, like the radio clip. No, but so you can't assume. It does say in. It must say somewhere because it says in Infosphere. Which is tuned into a Mets winning the World Series. Oh, okay, okay. So they, yeah, it must, it must be at be the end. Somewhere. The Mets win the World Series. Ah, it's the happiest yeah. day of my life. So, so Fry's birthday could either be which nineteen sixty nine or nineteen eighty six. So we figured if it was nineteen eighty six. He'd be thirteen in uh, the pilot episode. Yeah, when he got frozen. So it has to be nineteen sixty nine. So that would be October sixteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Happy birthday! Yeah. Oh, geez, that's uh, was, uh seven that's seven days ago week. after. You'd be so uh, this podcast in honor of Philip J. Fry, the original. Cheers. The. He's a the. He's a the. Uh, that's about it for that labor speed. Yeah. So basically, uh, Fry finds a, a seven-leaf lucky clover yeah, during a basketball game with his brother. Yeah, because uh, he was... So he first tried his uh, uh, space hook. Yeah, the patented space hook. Yeah. And uh, he missed, well, he hit the rim, but it didn't go in. Yeah. So, and that's how we found his seven-leaf clover. So, basically, that's what the flashbacks are about, is, is Yancey stealing, stealing all his his. Yeah, because I think in the original, in the first flashback, even Yancey was saying, um, as they put Fry in the, uh, as they put Philip in the crib, Yancey said, I want to be named Philip. Me, Philip. Yeah. After the screwdrivers. Yeah, and then Yancey is only from his dad's name and his dad's dad's dad's, dad's name. Anyway. Last and commies. So, can I? Uh, I'm gonna jump unless you know. Maybe I'm jumping ahead too much past your notes, but I don't know where they my go, notes. I don't know. <laughs> they they go to the sewer, right? Okay, to we're, experience we're uh, old New York. Now, some of the tunnels have metal bars, so I'll need someone who's good at bending. Leela, how about you? Sure, I'll do it. Like hell you will. Bending's my middle name. It is? Yep. My full name is Bender Bending Rodriguez. Are we there? Yep. Okay. That's where we are in my notes anyway. So, uh, and, you know, the PJ's TV show, the, they're on the sewer grate. Yeah, did they you ever off. watch that? No. I, I remember watching it. I don't remember what it was about. I think... Eddie Murphy was in it, right? Yeah, it, it was very short-lived. Was it like one or two seasons? Maybe one. But I any, so they were on it, and then apparently uh, the the PJs made an homage to that. Yeah, they, they, they reciprocated. Put, they, they reciprocated, yeah, that's true. They reciprocated, and they put Fry on a milk carton, and it's like a lost children thing. Have you seen this missing boy? The best picture I could find... Uh, that's it's hard. a good picture. It's yeah, but it's hard to read everything. But it says missing since nine nine ninety nine. Shouldn't, Shouldn't that, that be twelve thirty one? Thirty one. Ninety nine. But that says nine nine, right? Yeah. Anyways, so they got that wrong. While delivering a pizza. Yeah, that's fair. Name Fry. Something about his height and weight. 
And if you, I couldn't read the rest. Ow. Shout says something. You know what? They probably picked the the air date of Futurama for that uh, missing synth. Was that the first air date? I assume so. Hmm. Either way, that's that's interesting. Moving on. He's gonna look it up. Someone's gonna t- keep talking. But I'm actually not. That's okay. I don't. Uh, where are we in the sewers? We are in the sewers. My notes are kind of all over the place. The only thing I have marking the sewers is the PJs. Um, oh, actually, yeah, no. Um, Leela saying I've got Tetris on this thing on her wrist thing. Yeah. So there's deleted scenes for this episode. Have you watched those? Oh, I, I'm sure I did, but okay, not recently. Well, they actually have a name for that because in the deleted scenes. Now, I'm going to have to look it up. I didn't have the chance before we recorded. But she calls it something about uh, her infrared spectro something or other. Let me just see if it... Uh, if oh, it the up. actual wrist, wrist yes. thingy. And there's, so both the deleted scenes in this episode involve her wrist thing. Um, Interesting. Let's see, trivia. Because that thing must have like a, a step meter on it. You know, it's like a smart watch. Well, apparently it has Probably Tetris Bluetooth. on it. It's got Tetris. I, I mean, it doesn't have much of a display on it. Finding page. Wrist. Yeah, that's the funny thing about her wrist thing is is it's randomly referenced, but... Well, in some episodes, um, she uh, she says it, it doesn't do anything, doesn't she? Yeah. Is finding your lucky seven-week total really that important? My infrared spectrophotometer is detecting... Infrared spectrophotometer. You can do it again. Infrared... Is hey. Is your lucky seven-week total really that important? My infrared spectrophotometer is detecting... It's a real word. That's a real word? Stop being so superstitious. All right, we're looking that up now. Interesting. What the heck? Uh, is the... Qu- Quantitative measurement of the reflection or transmission properties of a material as a function of wavelength. I chemistry. Have no clue. This is chemistry. Maybe there's more. All right. Spe- what are all these things? They're Tabletop? examples of a spectrophotometer, which is commonly used for the measurement of transmittance or reflectance of solutions, transparent or opaque solids such as polished glass or gases. So she was saying something about detecting radon. Graphics as well. All right, yeah. resume. Okay, where were we? We're talking about the wrist thingy. Right, so it's apparently called the infrared spectrophotometer. Spectrophotometer, and that's in deleted scenes. But she also uses, she also says that she has a high intensity neutron laser to try and open the uh, record vault, which we haven't gone to yet, but. We will. In a minute. One of the lines I liked in there when uh, Fry, he goes down and says he can finally do everything he wanted in, to that he couldn't. And uh, he, like, says, oops, knocks off the phone receiver. And Bender goes, New York is so burned. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. He also says Howard Stern is overrated. And apparently Belly West did some writing for Howard Stern. You know, I will admit I didn't even pay attention to when uh, he said... Uh, uh, Howard Stern. I didn't even didn't even hear that. Okay, Wonka worked on the Howard Stern show from the eighties to the mid nineties. That's a long time. So, 
what they're looking for is uh, where Fry stored his seven leaf or he hid his seven leaf clover. Well, he knows where he hid it. Yeah, which is in in the uh, Breakfast Breakfast Club record soundtrack, Uh, and he hid that in his Ronco record vault. Um, Ronco Ronco is is a real company. It's an American company that manufactures and sells a variety of items and devices, most commonly used in the kitchen. Founded by Ron Popay. Popel. Popel, whatever. Who is? Uh, He's the popcorn adventure. guy, isn't he? Uh, there's no pictures, so I don't know. Anyway. I, th- I think they reference Ron Popel a few times. Propel. Probably. Propel. Whatever. Um. So records. Nope, that's records as in. So Ronco actually. Oh, it was um had a uh, record label like uh, rival Ktel, which I've heard about. Um, issued uh, compilation albums, um, mostly in the seventies. Anything we know on there? No, nothing we know. That'll be the day but, soundtrack um, in seventy three. Well, most of these these labels were like, like they basically had knockoff music. Like it, it wasn't like, you know how uh, if you go if you pick up a CD if you look real like if you get it from the dollar store if you look real close, it'll say it's like. Um, the music of whatever band as performed by. Oh, uh, okay. Is that so, where you buy all your CDs? No, <laughs> but I've seen and it tapes. before. And well, like even in um, like Guitar Hero or Rock Band, if sometimes you get the actual song, but other times they they're not playing the actual song; they're playing the song as performed by. Right. They would still have to pay. A, some oh yeah. Form of rights. They for just that. pay less. They just pay less. So nothing I can see about the record Ronco Record Vault being an actual thing. Not immediately, anyway. I think they comment on it in the commentary, but I did not listen. But uh, when when so Fry's combination for this vault is three. Oh yeah, um, and I think uh, I remember learning how to. Uh, there's some really cheap bicycle locks. Oh yeah, and I had one of them, and I was it was a long, long time ago, and somehow I figured out how to pick it. And it was like, it was the four like sliding numbers. Yeah. And it was like a really cheap chain. I mean, you could probably just break it apart with some pliers. But if you put a number and then pulled on it, a little gap would appear. Right. And if you got the right number, the gap would just keep moving as you got the right number. So it was really easy to pick. I think I had one of those locks too, probably. Not anymore. Because his bike was stolen. Your bike was stolen. My bike was stolen. Mine wasn't. Yeah, it was a good bike too. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so that's that's pretty much the it with the sewer. While they discover, um, um, where how did they get back to? So they found out that uh, Fry or Yancey stole the clover. That's what Fry thinks. Oh, they flash back to. Well, Fry didn't have the flashback, but Yancey fit putting on his wedding tux, which is a. Camouflage tuxedo, right? From his father. Thanks for lending me your tux, Dad. It'll be perfect for my wedding. Yancey, that tux got me through Nam in style. That's where it's revealed that he found the clover when looking for uh, wedding music to clear out the room. Yeah, and he found it in the Breakfast Club soundtrack. Yeah. Although I, I, I think that's a pretty good soundtrack. I don't think it would clear out the room. Yeah, I don't know. There must be something to that joke that a 
I don't know. A little bit we're that. looking back. We're we're thirty plus years too uh, too late to get the joke. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, so that's when the Coney Island whitefish appear. Right. So he's digging through, and this is so quick and so subtle, you would never know. Well, and see, they're digging through, and they find a pennant, right? That's what it's called, a little, yeah. a little triangle flag thingy that you wave at games. And it's, it's a just, sports thing, yeah. It's a sports thing, and it says whitefish on it. But it's just, it's like purple or something, and it's just written whitefish. And Fry went to the Coney Island Community College Yeah. that he dropped, you know, failure to graduate in a different episode. And he says, go whitefish. So yeah. finally, we looked up what the Coney Island whitefish are, and it's actually a thing. <laughs> And uh, if you're listening to this and not driving, I want you to Google Coney Island whitefish, <laughs> Google images. And oh, see, I, so I basically, basically, oh yeah, I looked at pictures. So like there, <laughs> Coney Island whitefish is like an urban dictionary term for discarded condoms that would wind up on the Coney Island beach. <laughs> I don't even know where it says that on here. I think I it's in the it trivia. Here. Anyways. So... Steve and I have a special feat, uh, feature for you at the end of this episode. I think we'll tack it on. Yeah. Uh, but it's gonna. We also made a video that I will cut together. And uh, and we made our own Coney Island whitefish shots. And it, if you if you know what it is, it's as gross looking as you think. <laughs> right. So then they move on to so we're out of the sewers at this point. They move, they're back at the at the Planet Express area, and um, so this is in two thousand and one, and the professor's computer picks up on three thousand and one. Three thousand and one. But the, but the TV show aired in two thousand one. Is what, I'm, what okay. I'm getting at. Um, the professor's computer picked up them randomly talking and mentioning Fry. Shut up, friends. My internet browser heard us saying the word fry, and it found a movie about Philip J. Fry for us. It also opened my calendar to Friday and ordered me some French fries. And I actually, the thought that I had wasn't the joke that they made on the show, but just the fact that that in 2001, we didn't have so many voice-activated uh, yeah. assistants or whatever. And now but we do. It's, that's completely in place with 2017. <laughs> Yeah, that was spot on. I mean, you still have to say something stupid like, okay, Google. Or... I hope I didn't activate anything. Oh. <laughs> Steve, nope. Steve just ordered a, a Coney Island whitefish. <laughs> uh, but they, they pulled up... They what's pulled the, up the uh, Google one? No, what's the Amazon one? Alexa. Alexa, yeah. My grandmother then, knows, how to use, knows how to use Alexa. And then Apple is, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Um, but so anyways, they, they, they pulled up a, speaking of videos, they pulled up a video of, uh, Philip J. Fry, the, the life of, the life of Philip J. Fry. Yeah. Uh, who's the first human on Mars. So the, in the video that was put together, I don't know if this was on purpose, but it reminded me of, uh, the Biff Tannen video in Back to the Future 2. Yeah. Just, uh, well, especially cause, well, he, uh, his winnings were through the track and, I think, uh, what was it, uh, Philip J. Fry he made his money by finding, striking, striking oil in oil his bathroom. In, in the backyard of, the of his house that he won in a lottery. Yeah. Because he was so lucky. Yeah, so of course Fry thinks that this is Yancey, and uh, 
and that Yancey stole his life. Yeah, my notes are out of order, but uh, he did at some point say, like, I was supposed to go to space. I was supposed to go to Mars or something. And that should have like, been me. You went there this morning for donuts. <laughs> that clover helped my rat brother steal my dream of going into space. Now I'll never get there. You went there this morning for donuts. Uh, oh, and the, at the end of the video, I, there was more to this line, but I liked uh, today. Fry spends most of his time in his grave. <laughs> Today, Fry spends most of his time in his grave at Orbiting Meadows National Cemetery, buried with the trademark seven-leaf clover that will bring him luck in the next life, perhaps some Egyptians believe. And it's an orbiting grave, right? Yeah, uh, which is based on, so what is it? So the, the horse track was Flushing Downs, but the orbital... Which is one, like Flushing Meadows, right? Yeah. But that's actually a, a graveyard, isn't it? Flushing Meadows something? I thought it was just a... An area in New York. Oh, I know the graveyard is based on like the actual graveyard. Uh, what is it called? There's an actual graveyard that orbits the planet. Oh, Orbiting Meadows National Cemetery is what it's called, but it's based on a, an actual cemetery. I think I thought it was. Hmm. I swear that there is something meadows that's a famous, like a, a, you know, graveyard for that a lot of famous people are buried in. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to read better right now. Oh. I wonder if Reddit has something here. Oh, man. Yeah, what? The Reddit uh, Futurama subgroup is the worst. All it is is people repost scenes from, from Futurama and, like, this is the best scene ever, and it's all stupid. The the one to go to is uh, Imaginary New New York, where it's like actual fan drawings and stuff. Uh, on Reddit? Yeah. Look up Imaginary New New York. I subscribe to it. Anyways, moving along. Um, so they so they go through orbiting meadows and uh, some of the graves that I picked out. I think the only ones that I could see, anyways, Tomb of the Unknown Comic. Oh and, yeah, uh, Shaq's leg. Shaq's leg. Oh, and noted in uh, Infosphere is that it's also notably home to John Larroquette, except for his spine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I believe Bender steals it. Well, he does like grave robbing. So yeah. much so that before that, they say they're going to go rob his grave, and he, and he says, let me get my kit. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a kit for everything. Of course, you know, he shouldn't need to get his kit. It's probably in his chest cabinet. Oh, for sure. Obviously, um, for the sake of the joke. So that's that's pretty much the end of my notes. I mean, the rest of the episode is is what they discover, or Fry realizes that uh, Philip J. Fry is actually named for himself because, uh, and they do a flashback at the end. Did you just say Philip J. Fry is named for himself? Yeah. Well, Fry realizes. It's kind of. Hard to to phrase. Yeah, yeah. The the Fry's nephew was named for. Mm -hmm. It says it says there's the a best on the tombstone. There there's a there's a flashback of where they where Yancey is naming his child Philip because he misses uh, his brother. He misses his brother, and that actually leads me to my favorite line because it's right. uh, about that time. 
uh, which is the inscription. So I guess, well, yeah, they say it out loud. It's the inscription on the tombstone. Here lies Philip J. Fry, named for his uncle to carry on his spirit. I think up till this point, I've always chosen a funny line, but that was just, uh, it was one of those more, uh, emo- not, well, I wouldn't say emotional episodes, but one of them that, you know, like, like the Seymour, the dog episode. Mm. Yeah, we're not covering that for a while. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and, that, and I just really like that. Yeah, that's pretty good. You got a favorite um, line? Yeah, my favorite line of the bunch here that I'm scrolling through right now. <laughs> I thought maybe it would be the uh, observation, law of observation. Oh, yeah, you change the outcome by measuring it. No, you know what? I would say that's my favorite uh, favorite joke. Now that I now that I get it, because I I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny on its own, and then looking it up, layers, it was, man. Yeah, that's future. Uh, so we best, got, we got best, That was my favorite joke. So best, best line, joke, best joke or favorite whatever. Joke. You change it from time to time. So I don't know the best line. I, I don't know. I just I still just like today. Fry spends most of his time in his grave. Yeah, it yeah, also works as a joke. My best joke was was the white fish. <laughs> Although really subtle. that's a joke from a different It's a callback to yeah, uh, it's a call to back. The Mars University. But uh, yeah, so everybody go go make some Coney Island white fish. You'll have ingredients uh You shortly. want me to put the the recipe on no, we'll put it on the, the line. We'll put it in the YouTube comments. YouTube comments. It's not really much. The description, <laughs> I mean. It's pretty much a modified polar bear. Anything else? Uh, I do not think so. Um, oh, oh, I did forget. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change because I, I forgot about this line. I'm going to change my... Uh, I already said it. Nope, nope. It's the joke. I'll change the joke. Steve's got a newspaper... B- Steve's favorite BJ. Newspaper headline. Mayor predicts victory over ed- he- or over aliens. That was a headline in uh, old New York. Oh, in, yeah. In the newspaper yeah, box. Yeah, I remember that. I thought that was that was very subtle, and then they call back to it even later with Bender's big score. Oh, they do. Yeah. Well, they don't. Tell. The mayor. Well, they. Sh- you know how in the in the space pilot three thousand, you've got like New York being destroyed, rebuilt, oh, and yeah, destroyed yeah, yeah. again. Oh, and okay. Then, then they yeah. go back to that in Bender's big score. Right. Yeah, and it yeah. was Bender. <laughs> yeah, partially. Partially. Again, works by itself, but then. The more you know, gets deeper. <laughs> sure does get deeper. Uh, but no, I think that That's is why you always use a white fish. Oh, first appearance, first and possibly only appearance of the hero robot. Yeah, I haven't seen him before. And Philip's nephew? No, you see Philip's nephew another time. That's possibly. I an think in Bender's. I haven't big, seen. I think it's in Bender's big score or something like that, where Fry's looking for Bender and he knocks on. It's like lots of time travel, and he goes back. I uh, have to watch that again sometime. No, that's Bender's big. Is Bender's big score where Bender has to go back and kill Fry at some point? Um, or is that it's one of the movies? Well, I know that he has to go go back in time. I think because the scammers, Fry's, the one the the, the code t- is on Fry's butt. Yeah, that, I think that's Bender's big score. Yeah, and so Fry or Bender has to go kill Fry, and Bender goes to the Fry household. And the nephew, yeah, because he's looking for Philip J. Fry, and it's a callback 
because he goes to Yanti's house. I haven't watched it in a while, so I'll have to watch it. He goes to Yanti's house and and he says, you know, fill out, you know, he didn't. Anyways, it's the wrong Philip. I got you. Highlighting random things with your Palm Pilot there and your stylus. Hey, you've got a little Palm Pilot there too. It's the same thing. (laughs) This is true. All right, I think that was that was about it. Yep. All right. Well, so next episode, uh, be number twenty-five. Number twenty-five. So we'll do something special. Maybe we should do the twenty-fifth episode of Futurama. Well, we did say we were going to do that uh, audio drama that they did. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll yeah, talk we'll about it. We'll have a listen to it. Yeah, maybe the twenty-fifth. What is the twenty-fifth episode? We've probably covered it. You know what? You're probably right. Uh, let's just see. Twenty-five is the Deep South. I don't think we've covered that one. Oh, that's a good one. Twenty-fifth episode of Futurama, twelfth of the second production season, and sixteenth of the second broadcast season. That's confusing. It's the twenty. Maybe we'll just start saying it's the twenty-fifth episode from whatever. I don't know. All right, next, next, next time we may cover for our big quarter. Deep South. Yeah, we definitely haven't done this one before. Yeah. It reminds me of the Little Mermaid and. Strange feelings I used to feel for mermaids. <laughs> Not the fish parts, it's the redheads. <laughs> All right, that All brings right. this episode of Futurama to a close. Yeah. Insert, uh, we'll tack on the, the audio from our Coney Island whitefish drink. I think we'll have the audio before we'll have the video. It takes longer to put video together. This is true. Tape to tape, man. <laughs> We did three angles. We'll see if they turned out. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Peace. See you next time. See ya. Noticeably FAT, drop us a beat. So just give me three claps or. All right, Steve. We are going to be making Coney Island whitefish shots. Do you know what the Coney Island whitefish are? Uh, yes, I happened to look it up in the trivia. No, I, 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 didn't, uh, I didn't think you could make a drink out of that. Well, we're gonna. Vanilla milkshake to go with protein. <laughs> Protein's important. It is a very key part of uh, what I think we're making here. Damn it. Important to get the consistency right in this shot. Now the key to this is what you drink it out of. So. (laughs) We're not drinking out of that. Well, why not? Okay, Steve, are you gonna drink out of this? No. Pretty sure it's gonna break. (laughs) You know, it'd be funny if it started dripping here, then it'd be a good test. I think I immediately regret this. Good to last drop. Crazy sucker.